Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. If you missed the interview with Jeff Benedict, he wrote the book on LeBron James. It's out now. He's a New York Times best-selling author. And great detail there. A lot of stories that I was not aware of. And I've been around LeBron James. I was... At the Cleveland Sports Awards, LeBron was a senior in high school, and I hosted the event. And I remember LeBron's agent, who became his agent, Mark Steinberg. He came up to me and he said, hey, would you talk to LeBron? He's thinking about going pro. And I thought, okay. So I walk over to LeBron, I introduce myself, and uh, I said, I'm hosting tonight. I work at Sports Center." And uh, I hear you're thinking about, you know, going pro. And he said, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to get all the information there. I said, well, have you talked to Kobe or uh, KG? And uh, he said, yeah. And I said, well, what did they say? And he said, uh, well, they said I should go pro. Now, I'm thinking, like I'm a, a, a dad, and here he is as an 18-year-old, and I'm going, you don't want to go to, like, college for a year? Know, maybe go to Duke or something and, and, and play for a year. And he goes, nah, nah, I think I'm ready to go. And I'm, you know, knowing that KG and Kobe struggled when they first got in there, and I thought, okay, you're ready for this. And then uh, I was off just a little bit there of him making that successful jump. You know, trying to give some sage advice there is what I was trying to do, you know, just like, Hey, Kobe struggled a little bit, just letting you know. Yes, Marv. He asked him, don't you want to play Clemson? (laughs) Home and away? You want to do that? Uh, But I I thought, and I feel like it, you know, everybody can use a year in college. Uh, And depending on who your coach is and competition and and being on your own and, and then getting ready to go into the NBA. But if you're ready to go, you're ready to go. But there are very few kids and they aren't kids at the time, who are ready to make that transition. But you're talking about a kid who was you know, in a single-parent home and didn't have anything. He's being called the chosen one, the king, and you're going to go into the NBA with grown men. And, you know, LeBron is going to be you, – you've got to be great right away. 
Whereas some of these other players, when they come in, you know, Kobe was a great high school player, but didn't have the pressure. His dad was a former NBA player, but he didn't have the pressure. KG, you know, there was no family, you know, lineage there that, oh, you got to be as good as, you know, he was just a kid in, you know, at uh, what the uh, Farragut Academy in Chicago. And you're like, all right, guys like, you know, 6'10". All right. LeBron had to be great right away. And to have the expectations and be great right away and do it for 20 years, that's a success story. Everything on the court and off the court, that is that is a true success story. Not celebrated as much as it should be, but it is a success story. Yeah, Mark? Yeah, the expectations were to be where he is right now, to be a top five player yeah. of all time. Yeah. If he had Joe Johnson's career, really good career, you would have said, that's a bust. He was expected to be the next great player. Well, I think the Sports Illustrated cover maybe did him a disservice. Maybe he didn't know it at the time, but you're 16. Now you got to be great. And then he was going to be the next Jordan. And then people had a problem with that, like, whoa, 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 hold on. You know, it, it's like you're you're in a band and you're, uh, you know, playing in uh, small little clubs and somebody says, oh, you guys are going to be the next Beatles. It's like, wait a minute here. That's not going to happen. Or, or don't tell us that. Let's wait until it happens. We don't want to be told you're the chosen one or the, you know, King James. And Jordan kind of snuck up on us a little bit. Because all oh, the story where he got cut from his high school team, third pick in the draft, uh, broke his foot. Oh, you know, he's going to be just highlights. He's not going to win anything. And then he became something. And that's why it's really rare, like, how many athletes or teams have been embraced by the country? Because the, the Bulls were embraced. Like, you just, you had to go see them. Even if they were going to beat your team, you're like, man, I, I don't care. I'm going out to see Jordan and the Bulls. How many teams do we look at and go, man, I love them. Even if they beat my team, I love them. It's really, really rare. And LeBron hasn't been on one of those teams. You know, the Miami Heat, that rubbed people the wrong way. Even the Lakers rubbed people the wrong way. Cleveland, when he was first there, that was a great story, but he wasn't winning. Then he goes back to Cleveland, and then they win a championship, and it felt like, okay, America might embrace LeBron and the Cavs. But I think from the outset, we were told he was going to be great. And therefore, people sort of push back. And you're going to try to supplant Michael Jordan? How dare you? You'll never do that, no matter how many championships. And I don't know if people felt this way about Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Because it happened so quickly, it's like, wait, he's got as many Super Bowls. And Brady was a great story, came out of nowhere. And they were going to win a Super Bowl. And... You know, I go back to when John Madden said, well, you know, with the, with Tom Brady's quarterback, I'd play for overtime. Brady wasn't playing for overtime. He was playing to win against the Rams in regulation. And that's where he was born. It was like, oh, my God, that guy is real. And you just signed Drew Bledsoe to a $100 million contract? Yeah, Seaton. Why does it feel like then for some people LeBron still hasn't lived up to the hype? He like he still hasn't lived up to that greatness despite being one of the greatest players of all time. It just feels like that's the Jordan bias. Um hey, he didn't stay with one team. You know, 
Mike did it the way you're supposed to. He stayed with one team. Magic stayed with one team. Bird with one team. Is it too just the like coming in to okay? Let's see how great you yeah. are, and you can never be as great as that expectation. Yeah, despite being say the second best player of all time. Although Tiger came in, yeah, and it, and his dad said he's like a religious figure. So his father is saying Tiger's like a religious figure. Well, I remember talking to a, a guy who was on on tour at the time. And I said, well, what do you think of Tiger? And uh, he said, yeah, wait till he gets a load of uh, or, you know, us or the tour, or something along those lines. Like, yeah, you can win the amateur. Wait till you get on tour. And then all of a sudden it was whole little world. And there was nothing they could do because you can't guard him. You know, it's you against the golf course, Tiger against the same golf course. There was nothing you could do. He was here. Deal with me. Uh and I don't think it, and people were fascinated. He was doing something we had never seen before. That helped Jordan. He did something we hadn't seen before. LeBron's not giving us something we hadn't seen before. I mean, Magic played, you know, this similar style. 6'9", being able to pass. Uh, but LeBron has done it. The longevity there is truly remarkable. But if he wins another championship, now... Now all of a sudden, I, I got him sitting on the same couch at least him and him and Mike, but it but it's the definition of greatest player of all time. Your definition is going to be different than somebody else's. Do you factor in longevity? The number of times you played for a championship. What did Michael do when he didn't play for a championship? Nine years. You know, so LeBron has been there. Yes, he's lost championships or he didn't win championships. But the level of greatness is something even Jordan couldn't uh, top. He's done this for 20 years at a high. I mean, how many players are better than him in the league? Not many. After 20 years. Remarkable. Yeah, Paul. And the psychology behind it, it's like, it's like with bands. There's things you like from your youth that you will never accept that something right. can be surpassed. All, the people who back Jordan are more, mostly 45, 40 years old and older, that they don't even entertain the thought like the Beatles or whatever band you loved in the 70s. Nobody can be greater. It's, just, it's the psychology of what was great during your youth. Nothing can surpass because you were better then. Things were better then. It's not necessarily true. I looked at LeBron James. And you said he could have gone to college. If he went to college and let's say he was not in the 03 draft, that draft would have gone Darko Milicic, Carmelo Anthony in some order, 1-2 to Cleveland or Detroit. The next year, guess who would have gotten LeBron James with the number one pick of the draft? The Chicago Bulls. The Orlando Magic, oh. instead of taking Dwight Howard, would have gotten. <laughs> that'd have been interesting. Yeah, they yeah. probably they might have pound for pound the most Hall of Famers come through the Orlando, like just great players come through their ranks while never winning anything. Shaq, Dwight Howard, Anthony Hardaway, Weber for a second. Weber. They always seem to have like, dang! Imagine if they were able to get this all together at the same time. Yeah. It would have been a Tremendous team. Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Well, the book is LeBron. It's available wherever uh, you buy books. And uh, some great stories in there. Chris in Florida joins us. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Uh, hey, Dan. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, 6'3", 215, first time, long time. 
All right. Um, I, uh, I was listening to you speak about LeBron, and I have a LeBron story that it reminded me of. Okay. Um, I, went to, I went to college at the University of Akron, and I was there from 1998 to 2002. And I believe it was 2001. Um, I think LeBron would have been a junior in high school. I ended up at a, in a pickup game with him at Memorial Hall uh, at the University of Akron. They did like a Tuesday, Thursday night open gym, and they would let everybody play basketball. They'd have like five courts going. Um, so I lost on the big floor where a lot of the university players would play in these pickup games. And I went down to the other end, and there's like five guys standing there. LeBron's one of them. I ask him, do you guys want to play three-on-three? Three? Sure. LeBron ends up a captain. He picks me. Okay, this is no joke. Um, I'm like a taller whatever. I'm like 6'3", 215, not very good. But we destroyed this other team like it was like it was a joke. <laughs> like, I looked so good, I couldn't believe it. No kidding. And I had no idea who he was. I believe LeBron was a, um, a junior in high school because about a month later I saw my dad gave me a newspaper that had him on the front page, and I was like, oh, my God. But anyway, the point of the story is um, after we played, him and I, LeBron and I hung out and talked for about 15 minutes. And he was the most polite young man that I think I've met in a long time, and I remember him saying to me that oh, I wish I could play here or I want to play here at Akron. And I was thinking to myself, maybe he, like, dropped out of school and he's wishing he had the glory days or something because he did not seem like a high school kid. He was like a full-grown man like you're talking about. Um, and I just, I'll never forget that. And so the last thing he did, um, right before I left, he goes, hey, watch this. And so, I'm, you know, I turn over, and he walks back past the half-court line, comes running full speed, takes one step at the three-point line, one step at the foul line, and Tomahawk dumps, dunks it. And my jaw just hits the ground, and, and I couldn't believe what I saw. And, then, and, I, and I just remember, I'm like, I couldn't believe it. And like I said, three weeks later, I'm sitting having breakfast with my dad, and he goes, oh, check out this guy. Shows me on the cover of the Akron Beacon Journal, and it's a picture of LeBron. I said, oh, my God, I just played with that dude. <laughs> it's a good story, Chris. Thank you. That's like a great bar story, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's, but, that's but, but, you, but you want to have some kind of photograph or like there needs to be something when you say, you know, hey, I played against this guy. No, you didn't. I, I did. But there's, you know, there's no acknowledgement of it publicly. Yes, Marv. Yeah, in 2023, you can't get away with, I played with X, Y, and Z, because everyone's got a camera on their phone. (laughs) So you're going to take a photo one way or another to show people that, no, I really did play with this guy. But in 2001, that probably wasn't the case. Uh, Chris in Miami. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan Dennis. Um, So I guess my thoughts for today are, why is no one giving the Miami Heat the respect that I feel like they deserve? If they were double-digit favorites to the number one best team in the NBA all season, double-digit favorites every game, Miami just keeps coming back and winning and winning and winning. Even down 3-1, they're favorites to lose the series almost. It's like an even. And they go into New York, obviously, of course, underdogs win that. It's like they're 5-1 and one in the playoffs, and no one's given them any kind of credit. Even the poll question today is talking about LeBron's ring, Steph's ring. What if Jimmy Butler wins this whole thing and gets a ring somehow? I know it's crazy, but what if he does? I mean, that's he has no one helping him. I mean, that would be nuts. So I just don't understand why the Heat aren't getting enough credit. Well, the Knicks are a great story because it's New York. You know, we, we've seen Miami. You know, Miami, you know, played for a championship a couple of years ago. They're a better franchise. We did talk about Jimmy Butler. That Jimmy Butler feels like a champion even though he hasn't won. But, you know, when people say, you know, give my team credit. Who cares if we give you credit or not? If you're winning, 
You're shutting everybody up. I mean, it's the ultimate. You don't want somebody to be on your bandwagon after you do these things. Like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm looking at the Miami Heat. Uh, great story there. I don't know. It, there's nothing wrong with being ignored. B- because after a while, people can't ignore you. And, you know, the Knicks are just a fresh story because they're in the playoffs. And, you know, it usually ends miserably for them. Yeah, we know how this story ends. Yeah, but, you know, if Miami goes to the the Eastern Conference Finals, it's a great story. Absolutely. But there's nothing about Miami where you go, wow, man, let let me embrace that. How about that Duncan Robinson, man? He's back in the lineup here. I mean, they lost Oladipo and you lose Tyler Hero. I think that's where people maybe lost interest in the Miami Heat being a legitimate contender. And maybe they get to the NBA Finals again. Maybe. But it'll be in large part because of Jimmy Butler. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about Spolstra. I think he's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. Been there a long time. So I don't know if that's giving you credit or not, Chris, but that's as good as I can do. Uh, Let's see. Miami is getting uh, six and a half. There's no over-under for Jimmy Butler tonight, points-wise. I don't know. I guess based on the ankle. Jalen Brunson is a 24 and a half. The over-under for LeBron tonight is 26.5. Steph Curry, 31.5. Anthony Davis is 25.5 points. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. We'll take a break. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Odds to win the Stanley Cup, according to DraftKings. My Maple Leafs are the favorites right now, followed by the Oilers, the Stars, Devils, Golden Knights, Hurricanes, Panthers, and then the Kraken. Jordan Love is uh, not going to have to worry about that fifth-year option because he has signed a two-year contract with the Packers. Team-friendly, that uh, two years at uh, $13 million. Guess there's some incentives in there, but uh, this is the do we pick up your fifth year option day in the NFL? New poll question for our uh, our three seat is going to be what? Yeah, we could go with: Are you more likely to uh, bet against LeBron James or Steph Curry, hmm. or who are you Ooh. rooting to advance, the Lakers or the Warriors, and why? Okay. So rooting for. Yes. Who would you like to see advance and why? We could even open it up more broadly if you'd like. Yeah. Well, I think just keeping it on these two players, because I think that's the rivalry. Mm. It's not necessarily the Warriors against the Lakers rivalry. It's more of a legacy rivalry with LeBron and Steph Curry. But, like, KD is just looking in the window right now at it. He's, (laughs) he's, He's a part of it for sure. Yes. And, yes, they lost the first two games, but, I mean, you could easily go home and win two. But KD is KD needs to win a title without Steph Curry. Steph's already won two without KD. Yes, Mark? Yeah, Kevin Durant's at the club, but Steph and LeBron are getting bottle service. Ooh, okay. He's got to go to the bar to get a drink. Oh, okay. Dang. All right. Yeah, Paul. This is going to sound really, really obvious, but I'd rather win titles with Steph Curry than lose titles without him. <laughs> Kevin Durant should have stayed right where he was and averaged 26, and Steph would have averaged 25, and they would have cleaned house for four years. Yeah, but didn't Kevin Durant have a problem with Draymond Green? Problem with what, winning more titles? No, uh, the, no. I think, I think Draymond had a problem with KD, and maybe he thought that KD was, you know, checking out from Golden State, you know. Yeah, see, uh, if I was a player, I would rather take my chances than have to be around Draymond Green. <laughs> You'd rather play I'd rather for somebody roll the else. Dice than, wow, I'd rather roll the dice in Brooklyn and you know Phoenix wow. wherever than like, all right, I got two with this dude, but get me the hell out of here. Wow, which do you hate more, losing or Draymond Green? <laughs> Discuss uh, definitely Draymond Green. <laughs> definitely. Wow. Oh, uh, I still liken him to Ringo. He, you know, Ringo Starr. He's in the Beatles. But you know what? You're the the two guys up front singing. They're the reason why you're in a band that people care about. That dude knocked his teammate out, yeah, dropped him, oh, and they were basically like <laughs> Draymond being Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, coach, for stepping in. Message yeah. sent. Look where they are now. <laughs> yeah, look at Draymond. That's, he's just he's just a competitor. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> it's on your mind. <laughs> 
Oh, hey, what's going on? I love seeing. Uh, listen, you guys were talking about LeBron, and when, earlier you were discussing how he was forced to be the chosen one. It's kind of like the beginning of the five heartbeats when the manager says, you're getting ready to see somebody that says they're better than the four tops and temptations all rolled in one. And you just knew that they were not going to be what they're supposed to be. LeBron has definitely, definitely stepped up and done what he's supposed to do. Amazing what we're seeing. This James Harden reminds you a little bit of Bird, Dan. I'm just wondering because he has the ability to slow down and speed up at the last minute, and like it seems like he's getting ready to get his shot blocked, and the next thing you know, he attacks the basket and gets his shot. Wait, off. wait, and Jeff, I, Jeff, Harden reminds me of who? Bird a little bit. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Yeah, Larry Bird. Just I'm, I'm just saying in the style that he gets his shot off. No, it's, James Harden. James Harden, it, it's more like Luca and Kawhi that that they don't look like they're moving fast, but but they make everybody move the same speed that they do. Luca, Luca and Ka- uh, Kawhi have that ability to be able to do that. It looks like it's slower. Well, it is, but but they still thrive in in that style of offense. And LeBar, you know what Harden did last night was wonderful. Took big shots, stepped up in a big moment. He just needs to do more of that because history is not on his side and stepping up in big moments in the postseason. Uh, Matt in Buffalo. Hi, Matt. What's on your mind today? Dan, first time, long time, six foot 180. Yep. Appreciate you taking the call. Life, lifelong Sixer fan here. Uh, my dad raised me on the Sixers. My uh, he raised me to hate the Celtics, and naturally, all my friends are Celtics fans. So this this time of year is always rough on us because we've been owned by the Celtics for for years. Um, you know, I, I was there, you know, as a kid falling in love with Allen Iverson, stepping over Tyron Lue, and that's the only game I remember from that series because the only game worth remembering <laughs> from that series. But uh, you know, James Harden's performance last night ha- has forever altered my opinion of him. You know, you remember these all-time great performances, and, and you can see in guys' eyes when, when they're embracing and rising to that moment. And in last night, like, I was in every moment of that game. And, you know, to, to Matt, see him... Matt, that, Matt, you're going to have to check back in with me in a, in a week from now. If, if that was game seven in the Garden and Harden went off like that, then it's truly one of the great performances. But... First game, and he he was able to revert back to the old James Harden. You know, Kawhi had a big game one, beat the Phoenix Suns, and everybody was like, "Ah, here he is, playoff Kawhi." And I'm like, "All right, let's just see how long he can last." And then it was like uh, Kawhi in street clothes, Kawhi out needing knee surgery. Uh, Tom in Oregon. Hey, Tom, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, thanks hey. for having me. Yeah. Um. Just talking about LeBron, and and I think that to a certain extent, he's kind of a victim of maybe the perception of the quality of the league overall, similar to what uh, Wilt and uh, um, you know Bill Russell, those guys were prior to what I call the golden years of the '80s and '90s of of uh, Larry and Magic and Michael and you know Kobe, kind of towards the tail end of that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're you're looking for great teams. How many teams were there when Bill Russell was winning the title? You know, as far as the competition goes, 
How many rounds of you know playoff games did you have? You know, we we can go down the list and you check you know the box for is that a plus or a minus? You know, I understand that, and that's why it's difficult. You almost have to argue in in the generation they played in, not with uh, you know competing generations. You know, let's say I did. Um, you know, 15 years, every 15 years, you were able to assess greatest player. You may be your all NBA team there. But when you, when you start to do this, when you go back 50 years, the game has changed. Of course it has. It's hard to do that. It's hard to compare those generations. And I know we get into it. We love to do it. And essentially it comes down to Michael won six titles and didn't lose one. That's usually what it comes down to. Yeah, more. Yeah, watching when Bill Russell passed away and you saw Bill Russell play against these guys and Jerry West, it was like, all right, this is not fair. Jerry West is over here shooting off the dribble <laughs> while guys are doing their little set shots and yeah. they're just waiting. All right, three, two, launch. And I was like, this isn't right. Gosh. If you watch Jerry West when he played, he played differently. He's one of the one of the first athletic guards like rising up on you always a real hard last dribble boom he was up if you look at the other guys the way they used to shoot back then nobody did that he was he was unique uh, elgin baylor was unique his athleticism at his size you know we talk about barkley elgin was six four six five that dude averaged over 20 rebounds a couple of seasons i believe but Jerry West, to me, was as athletic as any guard. You know, when he was more athletic than any guard in his time period. He just was. And when he first started out, you're going, wait, these guys are shooting set shots. And it sounds like the radio announcer should be talking this way. And he's going to take a set shot from 22 feet away. And he makes it. Jerry West was different. You're like, whoa. He's playing at a different speed than those guys are. Yeah, Paul. I'll throw in another name, kind of that, not change a game, but with Unicorn at the time. Dirk Nowitzki, when he came in, a true seven foot. He measures seven feet. He played outside to in, dribble, handle, pull up, sidestep, all the stuff. And he could back you down. He had everything. Now, he's not going to go down as Steph Curry and those kind of things for impact, but he's the first seven foot I remember going outside to in. Well, he, he did change the game for big men. Um, he had a signature shot. He had range. And it used to be like you're a seven-footer. Get down low. And Dirk's like, no, I'm going to play on the perimeter. And not meant, Now, there were other big men. Dan Issel was as good a shooting big man as I've ever seen. Uh, and, and he did take top-of-the-key jumpers. Uh, Bob Rule played with the Seattle Supersonics. Uh, Bob, Len- Bob Lanier had range. He would take you out. There were guys who did play, you know, Jack Sickman, guys who did take you out. They were the big men, and they would take you out 15 to 18 feet. Dirk took you out even further, but he could post you, do that signature, step back. You know, there's a lot of players, their impact on the game. Iverson, Iverson's impact on the game culturally, but also, you know, the ability to cross over, dribble, to be small, uh, to be the leading scorer in the, in the game, uh, you know. So there's there's so many guys who have had an imprint on the game. It feels like it's Michael Jordan and then everybody else. But Steph has had as big a, of uh, an imprint on the game, I think, globally for for anybody who wants to play the game. As much as we love Jordan, we couldn't be Jordan. 
But there's part of me that thinks I could be Steph Curry. Shooting deep, getting your shot off. I didn't need any jumping ability. I had shooting ability, but nobody's going to – you just don't go, I'm going to be Michael Jordan. You know, they had the uh, the campaign, I want to be like Mike. Well, nobody could be like Mike. They should do, I want to be like Steph, because then everybody would go, yeah, I want to be like Steph. I might have that opportunity. I can't be Dirk. He's seven feet. Steph, we're the same height. Trey Young. Yeah, Marv. You're not 6'3 anymore. Well, I used to be. Okay. I used to be. In the program, come Just on. Stay with it. Who's going to know? We don't have measurements. Yeah, I know. That was kind of crushing. Where you go, you know, you go to the doctor, and they go, uh, let me see how tall you are. I go, I think I'm uh, 6'3. Well, just step up there. Uh, I got you six one and a half. And I go, what? What happened? Damn it. Could have been somebody. Yeah, Paul. You ever got to go to the doctor and they, they ask you your weight? And you go, oh, I'm a, I'm a 184. Like, cool. We'll get you up on the scale here. I go, oh, crap. I'm yeah. hoping you take my word for it. Yeah. It's 191. Or you go and you lie to the doctor. You're going to the doctor and they're going to help you get better. And then you lie to them. Just a social drinker. Yeah. Okay, that's oh, yeah. mine. Yeah. See, <laughs> Seaton's talked about that. Yeah. How many drinks do you have a week? Yeah. Mm. So I just had I just went to the doctor like two weeks ago and I didn't lie. And he was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. um so there are options for that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we need to come up with an app that will you could reference when you want to compliment your wife. Because there are times when you, you think you're complimenting your wife and then you're not in, in their mind. Like, you know, wife gets a haircut. Oh, that's different. Well, what do you mean? We need the app that goes, okay, wife just got a new haircut. You blew it in two ways with your answer then. You went, oh, which yeah, means your voice yeah, went I know. Out. I know. Oh. But I think we need to come up with an app that helps us. And, and not that I ran into this the other day, but I might have run in this the other day when I was I thought I was complimenting my wife, and then she goes, what do you mean? Now when you get, what do you mean? All right, now I'm swimming upstream, and then I go, <laughs> I no, 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 I meant, well, no, you said that. What do you mean? I, and, and see, that's where you need the app. Yes, Todd? What made you change it from the way your hair was? I know. Or if you say, ah, you look great, as opposed to, yeah, because normally you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, normally you mail it in. But now funny, I, I heard that in your tone, actually. Wow, you look great. Oh, like your it was hair- a surprise to you. Like, dude, what did you just say? Your hair's shorter. Yeah. Too short? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, you got a boyfriend on the side? You're glowing. You look great. These days. Yeah. Oh, you're working out. Yeah. yeah. I remember this guy, uh, he lost his wife to the scout leader, and uh, he, he didn't see it coming. But she would be getting dressed up and working out, and, and he thought, man, you know what? That's great. I'm glad. She's looking great. Next thing you know, I said, hey, I uh, saw your wife. She looks great. Yeah, scout leader thought so, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she got the merit badge in what? Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Blue, blue, blue. <laughs> well, and you start out in the Weeblos. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa. 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 Oh, Can't say that. What? Oh, scout's honor. <laughs> were, you, were you a Weeblow? Right. Uh, I, that's part of the. There's Cub Scouts. There's Weeblows, sure. Cub Scouts, yeah. and Boy Scouts. Deep cut. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Starts with a box of cookies, and here's yeah. what happens. 
No, that's Girl Scouts. Girl, Girl Scouts. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you, Todd. You're a, the yeah. Boy Scout leader? Yeah, Cub Scout. Cub Scout. That's Eagle Scout. Oh, thank you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, okay. A little respect, please. Yeah. You should have had to make a fire, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you rubbed two sticks together. Oh, that's what happens when bikes are slapped. <laughs> no! How about we take a break? <laughs> I need an app that would have helped me in this segment there. Uh, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn once in store tomorrow. Right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all the sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point that, Tony. Anyway, you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that and uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Was Rick James as famous when he was playing the music or when Dave Chappelle oh. was acting like Rick James? That was a that was a like a whole generation that got exposed to uh, Rick James. Yes, Mark. in a different way. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, Mark. It's funny. My mother brought that up too because she said, "If you are of a certain age, you remember when Rick James, when Prince opened up for Rick James." 
She's like, that's how big he was <laughs> at one point. But yeah. she's like, you guys know him from Dave Chappelle. So it's a generational gap yeah. completely. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A couple of phone calls. Last call for phone calls. Uh, this day in sports history. Paulie says this day in movie history. This day in movie history, Dan, in uh, 1997, this movie was released. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery with Michael Myers. Now the question is, better Austin, better movie by Mike Myers, Austin Powers or Wayne's World? The original Austin Powers. I'd say Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Yeah. Which do you think will be mentioned first when he, God forbid, goes someday? Wayne's World. I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't, man, Austin Powers was. Might have been a bigger franchise, though, right? Yeah. But Wayne's World had the whole SNL thing, and then the movie was really good. You had some nice cameos in there. Uh, it was good. Yeah. I thought it was good. Uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, Craig in uh, New Jersey. Craig. Uh, what's up, Craig? Hey, B. What's up? Hey, man. So uh, just calling in to uh, congratulate Fritzy's Rangers on the OK season. I hope they have a slightly more OK season next season. You know, talking, going into the series, you heard a lot about the Rangers' experience. Who better to send them packing than a 22-year-old rookie who was in third-tier pro hockey just last year? Yeah, uh, and uh, the first rookie goalie to have multiple shutouts in a playoff series since Matt Murray in the Stanley Cup final with the Penguins. Once again, it's the NBA Finals. It's the Stanley Cup Final. Exactly. Yeah. I had to remember that. I don't know why it's singular and then plural. Stanley Cup Final. NBA Finals. Because one is the last one, and the rest, there's a few of them happening. <laughs> like, like the final is the, the final game. I think grammatically. Like the final I, series. But it's the Stanley Cup Final. And it's the NBA Finals. Yeah. Wouldn't they be the same? They sh- They're both theoretically. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to drop this on you as we have 12 minutes left in the program. Unless it goes to a game seven, then you could take the S off because that will be the final That's game. The final. Thank you, Todd. By the way, I did watch Taken 3 last night. Oh. <laughs> where, where is he vacationing? Uh, Kazakhstan again? He's not vacationing. He, uh, he loses his wife. He loses his wife. Like she's missing it? No, no, no. She oh. dies. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, she does. Spoiler. But then was it the, uh, you know, the husband? Because he got divorced and then, you know, the daughter's involved. Yeah, I was watching Taken 3. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Forrest Whitaker is in there. He's like the uh, police chief or something. But uh, You got to come in right now. That's the, they always do that. Like he's got to turn himself in. Yeah. <laughs> was it good? No, no, but I, I, I can't turn it off. I just start watching, and for some reason, it's like Born Identity. Which, no, those are great movies. John Wick and this. That whenever one of these is on, I just somehow go, oh, Taken 3. It just, and uh, Liam Neeson is going to do a sequel to the Snowplow movie. Didn't I send that to you, Paulie? Cold Pursuit? I don't know, it, but I think it's... I love Cold Pursuit. I think there's Cold Pursuit 2... One of the great snowplow movies of all time. Oh, top five, easy. <laughs> Let's see, upcoming Liam Neeson movies. They got to have three words usually. Oh, is oh no, Ice Road Two, Road to the Sky. Yeah. Oh, I think is that the snowplow movie? Yeah, and then there's one. Yeah. Well, 
That was called Cold Pursuit. It should have been called Plowed. Yeah. <laughs> I hunt you down, I will find you, and I will plow Thank you. Thank you, Todd. Ice oh. Road is in the <laughs> plowing genre. That's, a, yeah, that's actually the bucket they're put in is plow movies. Yeah. <laughs> He's also, I got uh, Liam Neeson in a, a remake of The Naked Gun. What? That, I, unless this is wrong, what? IMDb's my Bible. What? Oh, and he's got a movie coming out called Retribution, where he plays Matt Turner. Yeah. Guess somebody's, what? Somebody's in trouble. Someone's in a lot of trouble. Someone's... Retribution? Yeah. It's time for revenge. Thank you, Todd. Cold Storage is also in, in play. Robert Quinn. He's a, he's a butcher shop manager who gets wronged by someone. Cold Storage. Cold Storage, I'm guessing. <laughs> that doesn't sound... It's a lot like, of meat hooks in that yeah, one. Oh. Yeah. Cold Storage. That doesn't sound like... Oh, Cold Storage. Great. Oh, a virus store in a government facility gets out and wreaks havoc on the world. Ooh, documentary. Ooh. Yeah. And you get all serious on yeah. us, Paul. It's a real movie. Yeah, it sounds like we were just living that. <laughs> Stay in sports history, Paul. I'd rather go through Liam Neeson movies. Retribution, <laughs> a bank executive receives a bomb threat. Fill in the blank. Okay. Uh, sports history, Lou Gehrig, 1939. Overrated. Played its final game, 2,130. Began mm. in 1925. Stan Musial, 1954, hit five home runs in one day against the Giants. Mm. Think about walking the guy. Uh, <laughs> 1970, Diane Crump became the first female jockey to ride in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Uh, 1988, Pete Rose, I don't remember this, was suspended 30 games for pushing an umpire. 1988. I don't remember that at all. Was that at first base? Was there a, uh, maybe a call at first base and Pete went out and then uh, shoved him? On this date in 2002, Mike Cameron and Brett Boone did something that had never happened in baseball history. They hit back-to-back home runs twice in the same inning. (laughs) The Mariners scored 10 runs in the first inning against the White Sox. Cameron homered, Brett Boone homered. They got up again. Cameron homered, Brett Boone homered. (laughs) Cameron homers in each of his first four at-bats, and then his fifth plate appearance, he gets hit by a pitch. Deservedly so. Yeah, yeah well, hey, it's unwritten rules. You gotta, yeah, yeah, you got to put one you in gotta, his back. you got to buzz the tower. Yeah, 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 Paul. Now, just to clarify Liam Neeson, Ice Road, <laughs> Ice Road, after a remote diamond mine collapses in northern Canada, a big rig Ice Road driver must lead an impossible rescue mission. He's not wronged in going for payback. He's saving people. Mm. Cold Pursuit, mm. he's a snowplow driver, oh. hell-bent on revenge. Yeah. I'm watching it, and I go, they made a movie about a snowplow. Do we have a plot line on retribution? You don't need just, one. Just a, a quick blurb? Sure. A bank executive receives a bomb threat while driving his children to school that his car will explode if they stop and get out. <laughs> speed It's like speed, yeah, in a, speed. speed in a combat compact car. Speedier. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, Todd, what'd you learn today? James Harden had a fantastic 45 point night at the Celtics last night, but Curry's 50 in game seven at Sacramento, more impressive. Seaton. Jeff Benedict has good stories. Yeah, he did. The book is LeBron. Uh, Marvin? Watch out for Cub Scout leaders. Mm. <laughs> They're cookies. Paulie? Not touching that one. Ice Road 2 coming to a theater near you. What did I learn, Todd? The Nuggets, the antithesis of the Grizzlies. They don't say anything, and Memphis can't stop talking. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats. Only one place to collect them all. But any trading cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. 
For Todd and Seton and Marv and Paulie and yours truly, we will talk to you tomorrow on Dan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 